So Business New Zealand have rejected the government's partnership offer. During lockdown, they were asked to be the government's bargaining party for businesses right when it came to the implementing of this new fair pay agreement. After seeing the proposal, they said no. They think the FPAs are unlawful. They didn't want to be involved with something that did more harm than good. Business New Zealand boss Kirk Hope back with us. Morning to you. Good morning. Well done. Good decision. What's unlawful about it? Uh, well, it breaches internet, the government's own international obligations, um, which, which commit to to voluntary bargaining. So, you know, these are compulsory. Let's, for a start, they're so flawed that even the name is incorrect because they're compulsory. it's a compulsory national pay scheme. Yeah. You can't have an agreement where you're compelled to the table. Um, that would be my observation. It's a mass union grab, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I don't want to comment on what, what the unions might do, but, um, but it certainly uh, is pretty out of touch in terms of modern ways of working. And, and if you think you're a small employer in uh, you know, Te Awamutu, you're going to be part of a national collective in which you're going to have no control uh, over, over what's bargained. That's uh, pretty outrageous. How can't they, why can't they understand that? So your bloke in Te Awamutu has what he has to spend because he's a small business and he's got his own individual set of circumstances. They cut a deal in Auckland, they cut another one in Invercargill, everyone pays the same. How can they possibly think that's workable? Well, uh, well, what <laughs> totally agree. And, and one of the other uh, observations that I make is that they they indicated that they might have different uh, pay levels for through, throughout the country. So if you're a national business uh, with one role <laughs> uh, that operates throughout the country, you've got to figure out, um, you know, 15, 20 different pay rates. So there's nothing good about the way that these things will operate. Uh, they're, they're complex. They're not going to um, improve paying conditions for, for workers, that's for sure. No, and 10% get to vote what the 90% want. That's not even democracy, is it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty outrageous in terms of the very low trigger thresholds, and it, and it may not even be 10%. If, if, um, if whoever is initiating on the worker side can get 1,000 people to agree, uh, that's, that, that can trigger a fair pay agreement. And the government have also said that, you know, these will be limited to certain certain workforces that they consider vulnerable, but there are no limitations on, on who can initiate um, bargaining. Your sense, I mean, you're not part of it now, and good on you for doing it, but your sense of where this goes and the damage it causes? Well, if they press ahead with it, I mean, it would make it extremely difficult to respond to an event like COVID where you've got individual workplaces having to negotiate um, terms with uh, with their workers um, over, you know, the future of the business. If you think back to the national level lockdown, there were negotiations that had to take place in, in pretty extreme circumstances really quickly. You'd have to do that at a national level and sectoral level. That just makes no sense whatsoever. All right, Kirk, appreciate it very much. Kirk Hope out of Business New Zealand. You remember this was part of the original coalition deal and they chickened out of it because New Zealand first said no way and they said they, they, they were going to give it a go and then they then they didn't. And now that they're unbridled, basically, and can do whatever they want, it goes along with the social insurance. By the time you're paying for your social insurance and an FPA... Uh, you're going bankrupt.